Oh yeah, he controls that, doesn't he? Where's my phone? I mean, like, can you not hear me? I'm here. another episode of dynamic resolution a video game show i'm your illustrious host alive and amplified back at it again shane o'hare greeted with greeted greeted with greeted by greeted to greeted greeted thry with digital Derek cranavelt and logan from memory card every uh every time you say greeted with now do you think about me judging you Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what happened. Yeah. I, I that's, why I, that's, that's why I stopped and stumbled. Um, and um, thank you. I appreciate the the constant judging, and um, you know the look, the sourpuss look that you give me all the time. So I appreciate it. <laughs> now that now that we uh, have each other on camera, you can really see it. It's not. I'm not yeah. just just doing it into the ether. No, no. It's 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 a lot of. Uh, uh, it's not gonna get the visual judgment as opposed to the <laughs> silent judgment. Yeah, um, yeah. That's Derek and uh, Logan. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Boost, boost your, your your jibbles a little bit. I'm doing that right now, actually. Look at that. Look at that. We are professional audio engineers. Lo- yep. Logan is a pro- is a professional musician. Um, I don't know about and, that. Well, I'm a professional would... pirate. That that's what I'm a professional at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did Ape Escape like, like uh, the swashbuckling dr- kind or the like uh, get Cowboy Bebop canceled kind? I'm gonna uh, fucking the co- kill you. The copyright kind. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you, Derek. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I did, I did not get Cowboy Bebop canceled. Fucking Reddit did. <laughs> all right. I loved that show. I watched it once. <laughs> <laughs> with your with your Netflix subscription? Um hell no. I would never <laughs> give a dollar to Netflix. I I just I I don't. Like, you know, like some people don't like to donate to certain uh organizations, political parties. I don't like to give money to Netflix. It's on par with with that. So, uh <laughs> Logan, we, we how all, did We uh, all got our things. We all got our yeah. things, you know. Yeah, how did uh, Ape Escape drop go? Pretty good. So, sold out fairly quickly, I think. I, I don't remember. Time's a flat circle. I, <sighs> I, I don't remember last week. <laughs> no. What I was the either. run? What was the run size again on that? Um, it was fifty-five. That's pretty okay. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Didn't you say I, that? Was, that's pretty time-consuming. Yeah, it it is. I try not to do more than like fifty or fifty five because it's it's just so many tapes to are record. They like, are they like individually numbered and everything? Never to be reprinted um, again. They're not individually numbered, uh, but but I mean they, they are all handmade. I I mm-hmm. do still have a handful. I always keep a a, a little bit in case anything goes wrong. Shipping For sure. Them. But, that's, but yeah, that's called uh, that's called spoilage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I got I got a I got a I got a few goodies, uh, stashed away for a for a a big old release of PS One soundtracks. Hell yeah, very cool. I uh, I I've been I've been toying with the idea of making like 
meme t-shirts and I want to make a Ape Escape one, but designed in, at, at, like the poster for Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> I like Hell yeah. So I, I wanted to do some Ape Escape shirts with these tapes, but my car got hit. I I wasn't. I I wasn't gonna fucking do any more than I had to right now, but but I have I have this idea like you, you know you know how like Ape Escape had those like three random like mini games like the the skiing and the boxing and stuff. I never played it. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ape Escape had like three random mini games that were surprisingly tight, uh, and one of them's this like boxing mini game. And it's it's like a it's like a toned down version of like Punch Out basically, but oh, okay. I want to do like a boxing event shirt that's Ape Escape boxing, where it's got like the the like like a card. pictures of, of yeah, yeah yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah that sounds I'll make it like actually. a re- uh, well I mean Derek so uh, like they do wrestling cards uh, they also do boxing cards I've and, heard like, boxing yes. posters yes. so you can relate right. I just want to say that I love it when Derek is plagued with the technical difficulties now after years and years of either myself or like uh, Josh having issues with his recording or like uh, it, it like recorded through his computer uh, microphone and like Derek was always the golden child, the perfect boy. And I hated <laughs> I him for it. I don't know if my feed <laughs> freezing one time makes me plagued with technical difficulties. You had problems. So, the, that's the last... exactly what you would say. Yeah, <laughs> you had problems a couple episodes ago too. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, Josh I think did. you did. Josh did. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so and now, he, now, where is he now? He's he's, home, he's very he's sick. Homesick. He's homesick. Yeah, but he texted me and said, uh, "I have." He said, "I say hi and uh, have a good show, and we will." So, um, uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah, wrestling. So yeah, uh, how was uh, SummerSlam WrestleMania? <laughs> I mean, it's not summertime, so, so pro- SummerSlam is probably not the not the play there. But uh, WrestleMania was really good. It was uh, I got to hang out with Josh and Megan a bunch, which was awesome, especially like not surrounding like a convention because um, we just got to like hang out and go to shows. And and I think that's why Josh is sick is he was around a lot of people. It was like eighty plus thousand each night uh, for two nights, and so uh, yeah, it was it was a blast and. Uh, the company fell apart like the day after it seems, seems like so um, what do you mean oh what do you mean see. fell apart they they upgraded big time uh yeah so endeavor uh, the company that bought the ufc in like 2016 is also buying wwe now and uh vince has a part in the show again it seems like and and uh the the monday night raw after wrestlemania is usually like this really exciting like you know people return or people from other companies like show up and now they're you know have signed with the wwe and it's just like a huge night of surprises generally but uh apparently vince was back and like rewriting the show as it was happening and and it was like it, it people are saying it was just a like i was on a plane home so so i i did not watch it but you know i just landed and i was like what the fuck is happening like everyone was like this is the worst episode of the show that you know the show's been running for 30 years and this today is the worst one and uh, damn yeah so i do i do I'm, like i'm his... really glad i'm really glad i went to this wrestlemania because who knows what the future looks like basically i do like vince mcmahon's new look he looks like a like a 1930s <laughs> like dick tracy villain or uh, uh what's his name andrew ryan from bioshock yeah. or something <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. What was it? Or like Mr. an evil Walt Disney. Uh, or Mr. House from yeah. Fallout. Yeah. So. Yeah. He looks like he looks like a lot of things. Yeah. Um, none, none, none of them. Could. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, all villains. All villains. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, I have some grievances to air. Um, as you do. As, as I do. So we'll get the grievances out of the way. Um, so last week or two weeks ago, we recorded in the um, I recorded in the the hotel and it was a uh, right in Boston. Yeah, Boston. Uh, let's not get into the Boston accent. Again. <laughs> the, the, man, the man told me that we should. <laughs> the the man has for for forbade us from speaking of it again. Yeah, so I edited the the podcast in the Boston airport, and I got to say one thing: I hate the TSA. The TSA fucking sucks, and I know that's like a real hot take, but every single airport, uh, the TSA has, has different rules. Has Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah, different rules and different procedures. And uh, they expect you to know it every single time at every airport. And if you make one mistake... I'm frozen. I don't know if you guys can hear me. All right. <laughs> we'll <laughs> do it, it again. In. We'll do it again. So the fucking TSA, every single airport has a different procedure. And they expect you to know it like the back of your hand. And if you make one mistake, it's the end of the goddamn world. And I they're so angry. They're so why do they why do they have to yell? Yeah, like they're not they're not cops. They're not eight actual agents. They're not officers. So I don't know what the fuck their deal is. Um, They're all a bunch of just low IQ (sighs) fucking idiots. And I accidentally left my laptop in my bag and it was the end Mm, of the mm -hmm. Oh, We got to send it back through. Yeah, really? Really? You got to send it back through like. Like there's a higher chance of you stealing my laptop than you finding anything. Okay. <laughs> like statistically yeah, he wipes that shit clean. Well, no, not that good. you know what I mean. I'm, like, I'm just TSA, kidding. I'm just kidding. The, T- yes, yes. the TSA doesn't find shit. Fuck the TSA. Yeah. I I I also hate on the topic like like just this past week, you know, there's like signs, you know, there's signs as you're in line of like what to take out and what to leave in and, and all that sort of stuff. And there's like literally a sign in front of me that's like like computer come out like but if you if it's just a tablet or an ipad like leave it in your bag or whatever and then so i leave it in my bag and then they're you know as i'm getting i'm, I'm almost up there and they're like yelling at someone to take the, their ipad out of their backpack and i'm just like <laughs> like it, yes it's different everywhere but why is it different from the like 10 feet back where that sign was to like right here when i actually get up to talk to you and god forbid someone have a two in one oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> God forbid. Well, when I was at the Boston airport, they were saying you have to take out iPads with attached keyboards. Mm, uh, but, okay. you can, like, uh, but, if, was, but if you detach the keyboard and it's next to it in your bag, it should be fine, right? I, I don't get it. The I, keyboard is the most dangerous weapon. Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, the pen is mighter than the sword. Or the Did, didn't you explosive. used to... Did like back in the like nine eleven days? Didn't you have to like actually prove your laptop like turned on too before they'd let you through? Like you have to like power it on, and in like two thousand one, it's like Windows XP, so it's like (laughs) everything takes forever. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so I edited the show in Boston Airport, got it up, and then uh, I wanted to make sure that. 
uh, I could play some Steam Deck on the on the flight back because I wasn't expecting to actually go to sleep. Like I slept on the way down, wasn't going to sleep. So had my Steam Deck, got Callisto Protocol going, got everything f- fucking fine, ready to go, get on the plane. And this is a portable device. And I was playing Callisto Protocol and right outside the gate and I was connected to my hotspot on my on my phone turned it off got in turned it up went to launch callisto protocol and it said hey uh you need to be connected to the internet for the the first time you run this game (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what the uh no so i had to buy the eight dollar wi-fi to connect and was that enough for it to like verify because i feel like the wi-fi you'll pay whatever and it'll be like this is the fast plan that you can like stream video and shit on. And then you like, can't even load a basic web page for like the entirety <laughs> of the flight. Dude, it was like, and I, it, I, I, I got so annoyed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of this fucking $8 Wi-Fi. So I was, I had my little, um, Bluetooth keyboard and trackpad and I was browsing the web, like looking up, like how to, um, how to uh, take down a plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, um, I was just like, come on, Steam. Come on, Valve. This is a portable device. It was working literally 30 minutes ago, and I have to buy $8 Wi-Fi to get this to work. And luckily, I used my Alaska Airlines credit card, so I got like triple. I got triple the miles. So I got fucking, you know, fucking 24 miles. <laughs> Damn. From buying that Wi-Fi. Damn. <laughs> but... <clears throat> Is it like yeah. re- is it like regular Steam where like it had you flipped it to like offline mode or whatever I, before I did. you I did? did. Okay. I, I yeah. flip I explicitly flipped it to offline mode and yeah. then for some reason it just forgot and it was like, oh, this is the first time you're running Callisto Protocol. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I've played hours of this game on the Steam Deck. Like, what what are you talking about? So that that's my grievance with 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 Valve and and Steam mm. Deck. Um, I thought uh, I, you said you had you texted me and you said you had grievance uh, grievances with the Steam Deck and I thought it was going to be something about like performance or some of like the emulator stuff you were trying to do or you know a number of other things but it was just I don't know a shitty DRM thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's I've learned um, so there is like I, I talked about before the glorious egg roll guy. Um, yes, he has his own custom Proton compatibility layers. Um, you're not supposed to use those if a game is Steam Deck verified. You're supposed to use like the official one. So I was seeing like I was downloading different versions of the Glorious Egg Roll one because I thought it was like optimized and better. But uh, I you're, see. you're only supposed to use it if you run into problems with the main one. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It'll fucking waste of time. The other other grievance um, that I ran into is with Linux gaming as a whole. Um, I I have a bunch of Steam games installed on my NTFS partitioned hard drives, my Windows hard drives, and I'm playing them on um, on Linux, and they'll load. The library will update them; it'll see it. But the way NTFS and like Linux, like they don't cooperate, and yeah, right. Like their syntax for file naming is really weird. So you have to move the. F- the game off of your NTFS drive onto your Linux drive to get it to run. And I mean, that's just another like quirk of like 
Linux. And, you know, I sit there and I'm like, God, what, what, fuck, Windows is so much better. But there's so much stuff on Windows you have to, like, tweak and, like, like get working. So it's just a different type of <laughs> fiddle. It's just a different yes. type of bullshit. Right. Um, but I don't want to get, like, too far. I do want to talk about Counter-Strike a little bit because I was playing Counter-Strike on Linux. Um, which... I might as well might as well just say there's other fucking weird quirks and features about Counter Strike on Linux. Like it has a native Linux client and it just wouldn't run at all. And then I had to, I found out that to get Counter Strike Go Global Offensive to work on Linux, you have to either have no <laughs> game pads plugged in. I, I just realized that Counter Strike Go was Counter Strike Global Offensive. I thought that they were different games. Would, would, would you like think Counter Strike Go was the like like a portable one, version, or like like you know Square Enix had like Tomb Raider Go and Deus Ex Go, and they were like little like uh, the little uh, like, like turn-based strategy like toy games. I, I I that's what I pictured whenever you say whenever you would say Counter Strike Go, but uh, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So global offensive. Um, so you either have to unplug your game pads or run it with the argument to tell it, like, don't look for game pads. And the argument, like, uh, you can, like, modify, like, how the game launches is dash no joy. <laughs> I'm like, th- that's an allegory for that's an allegory for <laughs> Linux gaming. Again, I ask why. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like f- fuck you. That's why. Like it. It seems this whole Linux era of yours has been <laughs> plagued with nothing but frustration and very little upside. It's um, the upside is once you get it working, it works way better than Windows. Like I get way more performance out of my hardware, um, but it's just like a lot of shit. Like having to edit fucking text files um, so, so so if you can survive the trials and tribulations it's a slightly better experience yes but it, you risk blowing your brains out in frustration <laughs> yes yes and um okay i'll stick i'll stick to my macbook it's like a game in itself yeah it, <laughs> you know the, if you die in the game you die <laughs> <laughs> the truest meta game yeah as linux so but yeah we'll talk about me playing counter-strike uh later but i want to hear uh from derek because i bogarted the fuck out of the the conversation last episode and you had some pinball (laughs) adventures that i really wanted to get in yeah do we want to start with that or do we want to start with the movies the video game movies that have just come out oh that some of us have seen logan what do you think should we talk about movies or pinball I mean, I haven't seen either of the movies, so fuck it, pinball baby. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I talked about it very briefly uh, on the last episode, but right before I left for California, um, I had ordered a bunch of like speakers and a couple of amps to basically put surround sound inside of the pinball cabinet that I have um, for for wait surround sound into the cabinet yeah yeah so basically like you mount how does how does that work each, if it's yeah, not so you, surround so you mount yeah. a speaker it's surround in terms of how many channels that the software can uh, output okay. to it but you mount like speakers and in, into like each corner of the cabinet and then a couple of like small bass shakers for for um like the subwoofer uh the point one channel and then the software like knows where 
each channel is basically. And so the way that it should work is you have your back box speakers. And so the, the game sounds like the voices and, and um, you know, all of that stuff. And, and those triggers will come out of the back box speakers, but the, uh, you know, the, the ball rolling around and the, as you hit the bumpers and different things on the table, that'll come out of the appropriate area of the table. And so it should be a much more immersive experience. How many total um, speakers do you got in your cab? So there's like the two back box speakers. There's four, uh, speakers, one for each corner. And then there's two like bass shakers, um, okay. that are, that are mounted, uh, in one in the front and one in the back of the cabinet. Uh, and they all, they're all different speakers. Uh, they, the four, the four like corner speakers, those are all the same, the same speaker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's really, really cool. Now, now I have it up and running and it's really, really neat. <laughs> it's also something where I've gone out and played, um, like real pinball a few times in the, in the meantime. And every time I've done that, I'm like, oh, literally everywhere you play pinball is super fucking loud. So you're never going to hear shit. So, so like, is it more realistic <laughs> that now I can hear where the ball is rolling around on the table? No, because like the people talking over there or the four other, like, like machines or arcade machines that are over there, like, because I can't hear, you know, so it's, it's weird in that, like, it makes it way better, but also I'm like trying to go and play and like, see what they actually sound like. And I'm like, Oh, you just can't hear shit. But what I want to <laughs> talk about, it was, it was like the most fucking frustrating day I've had in a long time trying to put all this in. Like I've never like installed speakers into like a car or like, you know, ran speaker wire anywhere or anything like that. So this was like, you know, I, I'm like, it'll take a couple hours. Like Michaela helped me for a bit and she helped me like disassemble the pieces of the cabinet that I needed to, like the display had to come off and everything like that. And that all went quite well. Um, and then she, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did it freeze again? <laughs> all right. So it is yeah, Shane alluded to me being plagued with technical issues. And I said, this is the only time this has ever happened. I swear this doesn't happen regularly. Uh, and then it's happened like four more times. So if this episode is really stunted, I don't know what's happening. Everything seems fine on my end. It still continues to record me when it freezes for you guys. Maybe it's both of your faults. Oh, yeah. Because um, yeah, everything's yeah. working fine on my end. I can see you guys. You know, sure. I, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's your fault. Yeah, Anyways. Well, hey, maybe it's that whole like ban- like TikTok ban the Restrict Act thing that's going on. Maybe it's our government keeping the evil adversaries out. Yeah, you it are could Canadian. Be. The Biden actually, administration cracking down on Zencaster. Actually, uh, I do. Uh, uh, actually, real talk. Uh, since that came up organically, um, if, if you <laughs> yes. it, it, hey, it's that, like written that, on that your random, hand to like to like bring up at some point that yeah. random thing that I just brought up since it came up organically. Um, I do want to say that if you live in the United States. Uh, go to the uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, EFF.org. They have a, th- uh, a form letter that you can send your representative about the Restrict Act and how terrible it is. Uh, if you're not privy to politics or anything, um, you might have heard the TikTok ban. Um, that is just the I fancy... saw a lot of that on TikTok, and it was... Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, was, it was rough. <laughs> That's just the fancy thing that all the idiots on the news are calling it. It is drastically more invasive um, and it threatens uh, United States citizens uh, privacy online that threatens their ability to use uh, services like VPNs. 
Um, and if you use a VPN, you could potentially um, go to jail for up to 20 years and get fined a million dollars. It is terrible. It is awful. It is the Patriot Act 2.0. It is really, really bad. Um, I would check out um, if you want a uh, kind of an overview of what's in the bill. Uh, Lewis Rossman uh, from the Rossman Group uh, on YouTube does like a 30 minute deep dive and then Mental Outlaw also on YouTube um, does like a 20 minute deep dive on it. Those are they have two different uh, outputs on it. But go to the EFF.org, fill out the form letter, put in your info and it will <clears throat> send an email on your behalf to your your representative. Fucking I sent a, a letter to Dan Sullivan. Uh, my representative, and then it fucking turns out he was one of the people that co-authored the bill. <laughs> so fuck. See, yeah, I'm I'm very jaded when it comes to shit like that because I live in Missouri, and it's like it doesn't fucking matter what I send these people; they don't give a shit. No, <laughs> they're gonna do whatever they want. I can't pay them more than the lobbyists. So, yeah, but it, it's it's really bad. Like, uh, it just gives them carte blanche to have access to like your discord chats or like anything that serves a million or more customers in the United States has to be like, you have to have a backdoor too. And it's really, really bad. And, you know, everyone says, we'll say like, well, if you have nothing to hide, what are you afraid of? Everybody has the right to privacy. Like it's not about like hiding anything. It's just about terrible, tyrannical government oversight. And, it's really, it's really bad. So, EFF.org, restrict act, fill out the form letter. Like, it's... Like, sign the top. petition. Like, this is... Yeah, like, memes aside, this is a petition that you, you need to sign because the way that... If it passes, the way that you operate on the internet is going to change completely. And uh, my conspiratorial tinfoil hat, um, the... The the only reason that they're going after TikTok is that uh, you know it's a propaganda machine, but a foreign country's propaganda machine. They right. were fine with the domestic <laughs> propaganda machines for sure, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, but the moment you know an, a foreign country's propaganda machine hits like what there's like 150 million tic- active tiktok users in the united states no we can't have that Ugh. we're the u.s government you know we can't bomb china yet so anyway soapbox over politics over Derek, <laughs> back to back pinball to you, bud back to back to the fun <laughs> stuff um yeah so i've never run speaker wires no 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 way way. no way are you guys joking are you guys fucking with me oh my god all right so soapbox over derek back to you bud yeah um that sounds really shitty and it feels weird to transition back into my frustrations with uh, a pinball machine but you know that's very important too. So um, yeah, Canada, so, so in Canada, all they have to worry about is if the right, pinball machines work. Right, where in the if, United if the States, we worry about surround sound. We worry about gun violence and the internet being taken away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, there's like Bill C11 happening right now. There's a lot of controversy around that that I've seen on TikTok. I haven't looked into it enough myself. 
What's the 11? uh, I couldn't tell you. You'll have to go on TikTok to find out. Okay. Uh, on TikTok, you'll have to tell me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I have never run SpeakerWire or or anything like that, and and uh, yeah, I had Michaela's help for some time disassembling things and actually mounting the physical speakers, and then she was working that evening, so had to go and uh, sleep for a bit. And th- basically, as soon as she left, is when things fell apart. Um, you know, we had like run, like measured and and, and cut a bunch of speaker wire and when it came to actually like stripping it and then crimping like connectors onto it, I didn't have like a proper crimp tool. And so I was like trying to use, I was just using like pliers and like the end of the, the, the wire stripper. Um, And like at first it was fine and then it was going just totally fine. and, And the connectors were crimping on just fine. And then at some point they just like stopped crimping very well. And like, I would like, like hurt my hand like putting so much pressure on it and then as soon as i would let go it like come off uh and so it was basically like hours of of that and (laughs) and like and then it got to the point where i was like like i expected this to take like three hours like the whole thing from open to close and i got to the point where i was at 12 hours and i was just like i can't stop because i there's no way in hell that i'm like putting myself back into this tomorrow so i'd rather like just ruin the rest of today to to like get it done and oh my fuck it was just hour like my it was the point where like my hand my hand was like sore for like days afterwards and it was like i could barely put pressure on anymore so i'm like trying to push it against like the wall and like my desk and, and stuff just to like try to get these connectors on and i don't know what the problem was um I mean, the problem was I didn't have the right tool and I was impatient and, and also didn't was like, I don't want to buy this because I'll probably never use it again. Um, but yeah. And it, oh, and then it was like midnight. And then I finally had the like the wires. Everything was finally like done physically and, um, you know, run quite cleanly and, and, and looking pretty good. And then like then the next step was like to set up in like my sound card driver the that it was like 7.1 and and um you know it's like t- midnight or like 12 30 in the morning at this point and i cannot get any sound out of like the side channel um which which is like the back of the the cabinet and i tested everything independently before like i connected it and tried to play audio and and it worked um and so you know going down the the rabbit hole of like changing the audio driver and like uninstalling the audio driver and reinstalling the audio driver and, and all of that sort of stuff. And then um, in the end, it ended up being that the guy that sold me the computer, like listed the wrong um, model of, of motherboard. And so uh, (laughs) I guess like uh, most motherboards have like 7.1 audio built in uh, at this point, but you know, the, the, this being like a model, like, like whatever 30 instead of whatever 50, like the the driver didn't work. And so there was no side output. And so it wasn't until I like went into like the system information to, and actually saw like the the specific model and then downloaded the correct driver because I had been redownloading the incorrect driver based on the, like the screenshot I had of what was in the computer. Um, and then it then it worked okay, and and then I and then I was like can't even like play it or enjoy it. I have to go to America now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was I was like so mad though. Like 
angrier than I had been in some time. Um, it's but yeah, it sounds really cool. It's it's really. May neat. I offer some advice when it comes to to that stuff? Um, uh, just don't do it ever again. Yeah. No. I, I, no, no, no. So <laughs> that was uh, my advice. <laughs> Um, dude, why don't you just like play pinball on the iPad? Like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it's not the same, man. Yeah, it's um, not the same. I uh, um, I'll send you some. There is a piece of software called the Snappy Driver Installer, which um uses uh like crowdsourced, like basically, uh, you. It scans your computer and it downloads an index and it tells you like, okay, these are the drivers mm. that work with your hardware ID. Uh, these are the most up-to-date ones from the internet. Um, and here you go. Download them and installs them. And I I use that on all my machines and it's a, it's so easy because the Windows update, um, like drivers and uh, Windows 10, mm-hmm. like the built-in library is pretty good. But having to like hunt down like specific drivers for scenarios like this, like yeah, it, well, and that's what it was like. Even the one that Windows automatically installed, like had like it looked as it should have, and I was able to do like select all the seven point one stuff, but it it just didn't work, and so it needed a yep. Like I think it actually needed an older driver um, to to get the side channel working properly. So oh, interesting. Uh, well, I'll yeah. send you I'll send you this other thing, and and you can you can try it. But are you uh, <laughs> are you gonna play Escape from Tarkov with me now? I, I I I don't know. I, I feel like I don't I don't want to change anything else now that it's working. Um, I'll buy I'll buy you a, another SSD, and you can play Escape from Tarkov. I mean, I could just buy my own SSD, but it's I, I'll I, buy it's you not a copy the, of Escape from. Tarkov. It's not in the cards right now, but at some point in the future, I'm open to it. Um, uh, but yeah, now now that it's working, and it's it's like a little bit annoying because you have to like the sound levels on each table because they're made by different people with different like sounds and stuff. They, they like can come in at different levels. So you kind of have to like adjust each level, each table independently the first time you play it. So that's a little bit annoying. Um, Cause on some, sometimes you have to like, like up the gain on the rear exciters and like lower it on the front exciter. Otherwise it's like so fucking loud that like, I don't know, like uncomfortably loud. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it, the effect is really, really cool. Um, was it worth it? I don't know yet, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still having fun playing pinball. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's worth. I don't know if the surround ten s, but it's very cool. But it was cool at before the, too. So, at this point, would it have been easier to just build your own pinball table from scratch? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> and and cost wise, especially because I got such a good deal on the table, I'm still at like like less than half of what they this this specific unit retails for in Canada. So, um, hmm. so and and aside from this one day that was horrid and made me want to throw the whole thing out. I, I have really enjoyed the process of, you know, figuring it out and, and, you know, I've, I've spent and, and had just as much fun, like configuring and tinkering with things as I have actually playing it. And, and even like, like Michaela and I play it together all the time. Like, uh, like she's really enjoying it too. And she came the other day to like play some real machines at like this arcade that's near us. And, um, she's having a lot of fun with it too. So it's been neat to be able to play it like together. Um, cause they have, you know, most tables have this cool kind of like hot seat mode. And so you just uh, play until you drain a ball and then it goes on to the next player. And <laughs> Damn right you do. Uh... Um, and then um, 
and depending on the table, like sometimes whatever you have set up when you lost your ball, uh, like it remains for the next person. So then they can take advantage of it and stuff. Um, so it's, it's fun to do together. Way more fun than by yourself. You know, it's better to drain it's, your yeah, balls with someone else. <laughs> with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's it for pinball this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when, when are you going to start a pinball podcast? Fuck no. No, I can't even do <laughs> I can't even do my other podcast. You can't even do this podcast. You I can't even do another this computer. podcast apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe this it hasn't frozen yet. So <laughs> keyword yet. We're, we're yeah. only nine minutes into this recording session. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> He's messing with us now. Fuck you. <laughs> this is fucking you're fucking dead, man. I'm calling I'm calling Pierre Paulivier uh to fucking disconnect your internet. I, I Google Bill C eleven. So uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to know who that is? Yeah. Is he the yeah. prime minister? Uh no, he's uh the opposition mm. leader in parliament. I see, I see. So uh Logan. Hello. Oh wait, what else? Are we, what are we doing? What, what's this show? I, the, everything is so disjointed on the back end. I lost track of what <laughs> our next topic of conversation is. Um, you saw the Super Mario movie, and I saw the Tetris movie. Logan, Logan didn't you, see anything. Logan I didn't, didn't see, see anything. anything. So Logan, uh, why don't you pick uh, what movie you you hear about first? Um, Tet- Tetris, because I I have meant to watch Tetris. I just haven't got around to it. Yet. Hell yeah. Uh, you seem like the kind of guy that would have an Apple TV account. Um, I actually just got an Apple TV account because I got like an extended free thing from my phone or something. I ain't paying for an Apple TV account. No, no. Es- especially now that I have Apple TV and I've gone through it. There ain't shit on Apple TV. I ain't paying no. for that. No. Uh, you should check out Apple Arcade. I have a podcast you should listen to. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Apple TV is fucking excellent, though. You were wrong about that. Like, every fucking single thing that's on there almost is like pure gold. Everything almost. you have to pay for. No, that's just. That's... I found, I found like three things on the entire platform well, that you're I not don't very have good to at pay browsing for. apps, then, if that's the case. Because if you have the Apple TV Plus subscription, there's a whole tab at the top that like literally says Apple TV Plus, and that's where the included stuff is. Yeah, that's where all the Otherwise, it's just like it's like, the, it's like Prime Video where it's like <laughs> there's included shit, and then there's like other channels and things that you can rent within it. But... I don't even like opening Prime Video. Okay. <laughs> all right, but I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but yes, go on, go on about your silly little movies. <laughs> um, so uh, I checked out the Tetris movie, um i'm very familiar with like the story of tetris um because it's wildly fascinating The storyline in tetris no of like the development of tetris and um the um the to, to give you like a brief overview of like what the movie is about um uh there's a guy in soviet russia that writes a writes tetris and um it's wildly popular with people in the science Institute and um, a gentleman from the UK ha- has been going into um, uh, Russia and licensing video games to sell in the West. And he, and the big issue is the 
he licenses Tetris and then sells it to another company in the UK um, that then sells the rights off for like uh, arcade, uh, PC, video game console, and all this stuff, uh, all the different platforms. And at one point there was uh, four or five different uh, companies all claiming to have the same exact rights because they all technically bought them, but they, they weren't, nothing was transferred properly. And the story surrounds um, this, uh, this video game programmer, uh, Hank, oh, I can't remember his last name, um, but he was going into Russia as an American, uh, an American citizen ish kind of um, he, like he's from, he grew up in America. He's Dutch, but he's like living in Tokyo, but he, he goes into Russia multiple times to broker a deal to get the rights for Tetris to um, sell them to Nintendo at one point. So at one point, uh, Sega, Atari, Nintendo, and then a company in the UK called mirror soft uh, all claimed to have bought the rights and they all technically did at some point, but it was just like a big snafu with the contract and like um, the fall of the iron curtain and Soviet Russia and like how stressful it is. Um, The movie was, was good. It was good. Um, It was a little cheesy at times. Uh, They added suspenseful car chases, which I don't think happened in the, in the, uh, I don't think there was a big car chase in you know the real negotiations I, you don't I know though there you was. don't know for sure i i i feel like i would have heard heard it heard mm. about it but um uh yeah it's uh if, you, if you're not familiar with the story it's a really thrilling like real life story um and the big scary part is having you know, people from the west going into soviet russia to try to negotiate with people that didn't believe in like money basically and capitalism and how terrible it it was for communism um but great movie you should watch it you should check it out um it got a lot of the stuff right um you know besides the um drama of car chases and stress and and all that stuff but i think like the actual some of the actual people were involved as well i think in that I, I don't know to what level, but I watched a f- saw a featurette on YouTube a couple weeks ago, and and a number of them were like being interviewed as part of this featurette. So um, yeah, because everybody that... st- everybody's still alive except for the CEO of Nintendo Japan. Like at the time, yeah. he's no longer around, um, right? But everyone's still alive. Um, there was a there was a documentary that I saw on YouTube a number of years ago, um, and you know how at the end of like documentaries or movies, they give you like, where are they now? Like this person is this or that during this documentary, there was a small, um, like they, he briefly touched on the, the gentleman who wrote the game Tetris, Alexi, um, uh, he worked at the science center, um, in Moscow. One of his colleagues, did a study on Tetris and like its addictive properties because everybody in the Soviet Union was was playing this game. And he was a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. Uh, but it was like real brief. Like they talked about it for like a couple of minutes. <laughs> At the end of this documentary, it's, it's like, oh, you know, this person went on to do this. This person went on to do this. The psychologist moved to the United States in 2008 
uh, in 2010, he killed his wife and child and then killed himself. And then it moved on to the next. <laughs> oh my I was gosh. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn, that, that just got flashbanged into the, into the story. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, and then they moved on to the next person. I was like, holy shit. That's yeah. But I would, uh, it was, there was some cheesy parts. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the beginning felt rushed. There was a lot of interest, interesting stuff where like the initial licenses were purchased, um, by, um, uh, guy, I can't remember his first name. The last name is Stein. Uh, he's the guy who went into Russia to like start doing mm-hmm. all the licensing, but there was, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Uh, the Nintendo had a lot of prominence in it. And the uh, it was great. I watched it with my dad, and after we watched the movie, he had like a lot of questions about like the video game industry at the time, and like I explained, like they they really briefly talked about um, uh, Atari's involvement in the whole thing. It was mostly like Nintendo versus the um, versus the the folks in in the UK. Um, trying to like argue over who who owned it, but um, right. uh, but I got to explain like the ten gen cartridges that were coming out on the NES at the time, right? Uh, and then like Atari's lawsuit, and uh, they talked about it a little bit. Um, but I would say watch it. Oh, watch it! It's really cool. They didn't leave anything out. Um, it was great. You can find it on fmovies.to if you don't have a, an Apple uh, account. It was great. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. Watch it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Michaela um, and I just haven't had a chance yet, but it looks like, I don't know. It looks, it's obviously like to see the name Tetris on a movie is like still so fucking baffling. It feels like, but um, it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't even hear they were like, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I feel like I remember hearing just that it was in production like a few, couple years ago. And then all of a sudden it was like, here's a trailer and it's out in like three weeks or something like yeah uh, but it's getting a, it seems to be getting a decent amount of buzz um and the cast i really like the cast and and everything i so. didn't recognize anybody except for the uh the stein the guy who mm. played stein was like the yeah uh, like taron edgerton yeah uh yeah, yeah. but yeah. he was um, a character actor that i recognized but it's a rated r movie so. oh is it yeah, yeah it's rated r a lot of cursing um but give it a watch I highly suggest you watch it, Logan. You should you should check it out. I definitely will. I've I've been preoccupied with the Chris Chan documentary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Holy at some point, shit. I'll quit torturing myself with that and watch something that makes. Do you me think? Do you think we get Chris Chan on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> like, like is I mean, is is she is it a she now? Like fully she. I don't know. Like, I feel like we could get her on the podcast and it'd be great. I like, mean, they they are free from prison now. Yeah, uh, Derek, are you familiar with Chris Chan? I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Start the Chris Chan documentary on YouTube. It is infinitely interesting and horrible, and it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's it. I probably won't, but. It's, it's like 74 Actually, episodes long. Jeez, I definitely There's like will not. 55 hours of this. That sounds I terrible. Like, I feel like it would be a something that Michaela would would like because going into the psychology of a of a lunatic, 
Mm. You know what Michaela dislikes more than anything? Christian. Christian. People that like when I when I suggest that she watches something, like she will like most. I mean, sometimes, but most of the time, she'll be like, "That makes me not want to watch it because she just wants to find shit on her own." But then I'm like, "Let's let's 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 unpack that." We we just have to subtly drop hints of the Christian (laughs) documentary in her life until she's interested. Just tell just her, throw up some Instagram ads. Tell and, her uh, uh, Logan and I suggest she watches it. She'll be like, "Who's Logan?" Oh, uh, yeah. then you can buy her uh, a tape and a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll, so, I'll, I'll I'll casually send a Sonichu medallion with it. You could send <laughs> to send the audio recording of the Chris Chan documentary. I could on possibly fit that on a tape. <laughs> well, no, it would need to be like a box set or something. You, it, the box set's going to be like a fucking pallet of tapes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I I recently rediscovered like a book on tape that I got a long time ago when I was like in tape. When I was on middle <laughs> like school. Like actually physically a book on a cassette tape? So like, like gro- growing up, I always heard them like, I've never heard, like audiobooks didn't, become like in the common parlance of society oh, for until, sure. yeah. like until audible came out but like yeah book on tape book on tape you can you can get free book on tapes you can rent them from you know your library and stuff i found a book on tape uh, uh i rediscovered one it was called punk's war and it was about an f-14 fighter pilot uh, during some 90s middle eastern campaign and it was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like eight or ten cassette tapes for this whole <laughs> whole book. And like that's I mean, that's a considerable amount of time. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. So Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie. I just got out of it like an hour before we tried to start this podcast five. Oh, times. you got it today. Yeah, yeah. I went uh this morning, which um at first, I really, really regretted because so it was just the only time like that Michaela and I could go together because she's like between shifts and, and all that sort of stuff. And so it was like an 11 a.m. showing. And I was like, it's early enough that it won't be filled with kids, hopefully. And when I bought Sunday. the tickets that I know, but it's like East Easter's like a big deal in Canada. And so like, I don't know, people are doing like easter egg hunts and like looking for jesus and and all that sort of stuff um <laughs> and uh like the and it's like early like it seems early doesn't it <laughs> like to be going to the theater to see a movie and i bought like like ultra avx tickets which is like a more premium um ticket and so i was like you know if you're bringing your kids you don't want to you pr- they're not going to appreciate better sound and stuff uh, sidebar i do want to say like all these like ticket upgrades for movie theaters sound like trim levels on like race cars like <laughs> Like oh would would you get oh I got the Ultra AVX version oh dude I got the, <laughs> right, I got the forty right. X trim package yeah okay yeah. it's a hundred percent um so I really regretted it when I went in I and the theater was very full of children um but uh, it then ended up like I just really struggle with movies when people are like talking and doing shit and like on their phones and I feel like every time almost every time I go to a theater these days. I feel like I have to like tell someone to shut up or like tell someone to put their phone away. Um, someone tried to like fight me a few months ago, even oh, for what? doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then here, like, of course, like, you know, we're through the trailers. I'm like, there's a lot of fucking kids talking right now. And like, you know, the, the opening credits pop up and I'm like, there's a lot of kids. This is a lot of loud kids, but then it like disappeared almost because like 
kids would react to things, but they were reacting to what was happening. And so it like wasn't annoying because it was like genuine and it was because it, and it was based on like this collective experience we're all having versus people just like watching fucking Instagram or like, why did you say it that way? What? This collective experience we were having. No, make... what is wrong with that description? That sounds very apt. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It just it sounded just very, like, like that. P- like we were PR. all within the just the fact that we were all like like the problem. That was that your Easter have. service. That was your Easter Sunday service. <laughs> the problem you that are, I typically he, have he is found when Jesus at the Mario movie. I am trying to have an experience by watching the film, and I feel like nobody else in the theater is, and uh, that is like that's that drives me crazy um, when everyone's talking and on their phones and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, like, why did you pay $25 for this ticket if you're not even going to, like, look up at the screen? Um, anyways, the the movie, the movie itself, I wasn't overly excited for. And it was it was all based on like, like the movie looked fantastic, but I was just like, that's not Mario's voice. And I like couldn't get past that um, t- to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to see it. But I'm not, I'm not like that excited for it. Um, I know Jonathan saw it like ages ago for test screenings, said it was like fantastic. Uh, and and but I was just like he just sounds like fucking Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers like he doesn't sound like Mario at all <laughs> and but like within I don't know the the movie was fabulous like I totally loved it the the voice thing like they there's kind of like a you know a throwaway joke that like explains it and then I was like oh it all makes sense I'm fine now like this is all fine and okay. uh, just just totally like made it okay for me. Um, it just felt like like I feel like I've never spent so much time in a movie looking at the background because there's so many Easter eggs and there's so many little like snippets of things that are like blink and you'll miss them that are Easter eggs and references to like different game, different Nintendo games and different Mario games and all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, hearing like some of these uh, like some of these like like songs turned into these like huge orchestral scores and stuff like it just sounded beautiful um i don't know even michaela who like ha- like hasn't played like a ton of mario games throughout her like she w- when we were talking about it afterwards she was just like i just felt like i had a smile on my face like the whole time like um it was just like i don't know just a great experience and i we we like left and i was like i can't wait to see it again to like try to see all of the other stuff that we like missed sort of thing um it just really seems like and some of the references are so obscure <coughs> And like, like, I'm just like, it seems like, I don't know, people who really cared about this franchise, um, like were a part of putting this together. And so, um, the only thing I would say that I didn't love is like, there is so, you know, decades of, uh, of like different games and different musical tracks and stuff. And they did lean on a lot of like newer licensed music and stuff too, which I feel like Mm. is is fine it just like and and obviously makes it more approachable for casual people and kids who might not have been playing mario for the last 30 years um you know it makes it like more approachable and like fun fun for that aspect so it was fine i just wish that there was more of that but what was in there was was fantastic but yeah i was skeptical i was like i'm gonna see it but i'm like not super excited for it i can't wait to watch it again at this point and if like your main qualm is like you know chris pratt doesn't sound like mario like I don't know. I, again, they like, they, without saying anything, like they have a little throwaway line that like fixed it for me. And, and so I wasn't like literally as soon as that happened, I was like, I can't wait for the rest of this movie. And then I like leaned over to Michaela, like 
20 minutes in and I was like, I fucking love this movie already. Like it was, I don't know, which I don't often have like reactions that are that extreme, I would say. So um, it was a great time. Um, was uh, without it, <clears throat> without spoiling spoiling it, mm-hmm. was the the original voice of Mario in it at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Which which yeah, I was like looking out for because I'm like how like how could they do this to him? <laughs> like you know. So I was looking out for that, and there was a couple. There's there's some points where I'm like, he's in the credits anyway. He he is in there. So yeah. Cool. Very cool. Thanks. Thanks, Kanye. Very cool. <laughs> yeah uh i i i actually i do have a grievance another grievance with logan yes specifically Ooh, it's not with me this time i'll just grab the popcorn yeah uh <laughs> um just uh before uh we hopped on here logan and i were playing warzone and he uh <clears throat> he had mentioned that he had uh he's playing the resident evil 4 remake yes. and um told me he never played it on the gamecube oh what? shit i did not i never what? had a gamecube i mean you I played gonna... it on you would have played it on like ps2 then i mean to be fair i, I never played it as a kid i okay. played it for the first time so like, that's a few different years ago than, that's different than shane saying you never played it on GameCube i played it for the first like, time on ps4 okay. that's wild wow that's that's insane okay all right well we'll never never mind never but, mind. but I, yeah i mean I, I never had a gamecube as a kid what am i gonna go to my friend's house like hey can i play resident evil 4 yeah, I mean, I don't even do. think the GameCube part matters. Like that generation, though. Like, I'm, I mean, I was playing games that generation. I just uh, no, I know, I understand that. And you had a PlayStation yeah. Two, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just didn't like Resident Evil. I I wasn't into scary games as a kid. I but it was an action game. It wasn't a scary game. But Resident Evil was traditionally modern. a scary game. Let, let me tell you. So no, the first time look up a game fact or something, you know, like <laughs> look up a grab your local EGM and and read the review where they like was busy this is a fucking playing, great action game. I was busy playing Harvest Burnout Man. Two Point of Impact mm. or something, but 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 no, I remember as, as a kid finding a, the disc for Silent Hill in my brother's stuff when he was moving out. And I was like, oh, a PlayStation game, can I have this? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I was like eight. I mean, you know? that's scary. It's scary as shit. Having though, having so. no idea what the hell Silent Hill was, <laughs> I put that game in. I got to the point where there's the body on the fence and, and you and you have to die in the like, game. Like two and, minutes. And it, yeah. And at that point, I turned it off, put that disc at the bottom of my dresser under clothes. And I was like, I that shit's cursed. That shit's <laughs> fucking cursed. I am never even looking at it again. And and so I didn't really play scary games as a kid because that shit genuinely traumatized me. To this day, I can't play Silent Hill alone. Really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm 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 spoiler i'm i'm working on silent hill soundtrack tapes right now and oh, the soundtracks just, are so ju- good yeah just hearing that first song like <laughs> yeah, yeah. He- hearing that just playing through headphones next to me not even listening to it just hearing it like it spikes my anxiety sometimes hell yeah hell yeah that's like me with haunted houses <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh, I, ha- man. I, ha- I have like this like We've talked about this numerous times in the show, but have I we? Have... Because I didn't. I feel like it was all new to me when we were at Hall- Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> like I didn't. I did not remember that you were going to have reactions like you did. Oh, so I guess, I guess well, refresher. Um, I have this weird, like I don't. I don't mind scary games or, or like scary movies. Um, but I have this weird. I don't know. Must be like childhood trauma uh, about haunted houses. 
because uh, right around the corner from where I lived, there there was a haunted house. They would have it every Halloween, and like you get in by like bringing canned food, and it was uh, it was at a uh, a military armory, which is weird. It was like right behind <laughs> my house. There was an armory, um, and they would just you'd go through like the haunted house, and it we went every year and I was too young and I was fucking terrified, like fucking terrified. So anything that gives me like haunted house vibe, like uh, speakers hiding behind stuff Mm. like trips me out. And I didn't realize that it was a thing until I think it was Comic-Con 2013. We were waiting outside (laughs) of the Godzilla like activation where you like walk through like a city street um and then like you meet godzilla in like an elevator so uh, that's i mean that's basically what happened but we were outside waiting and i kept hearing like like rumbling and like police sirens there was like a flipped over cop car when you walk in and i start like like tapping my leg and like shaking a little bit and derek turns to me he's like you all right you all right man i was like um yeah that's just i'm getting big haunted house vibes from this and i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I remember you being very freaked out at that, but I thought it was, I didn't realize it was like a general haunted house thing. I thought it was that one specifically, but no, no, yeah, that was a haunted house. Can I recommend a movie for you? (laughs) The house on haunted hill? (laughs) No, no, there's a, there's a great, uh, it's very good. It's like a, this low budget, like found footage horror film, but it's set at like a yearly, like haunted house thing. Um, but it's just, just do it for me, please. Okay. Do it for me. It's called okay. Hell House, Hell House LLC. Um, I've, I've meant to watch that for a while, yeah. but I, when I first found it, I was like, this name is fucking stupid. What the <laughs> hell is this? Like, watch watch it and but don't I watch any of the really yeah, good. Don't watch any of the sequels. They're god awful, but the first one is like fucking fantastic and like genuinely, I don't know, like I feel like I don't get really creeped out by a lot of movies, but that was one of like the few that I think did it for me, so... Okay, and it's you know right in right in line with your values. So, <laughs> my values, my, my values. <laughs> being being scared at haunted house. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that, I guess that's kind of like it for me. Logan, is there anything you wanted to touch on? You've been playing. I mean, you you got mad at him for playing Resident Evil Four, but you didn't let him talk about playing Resident Evil Four. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, I mean, he was saying like his aim was bad, and I was yeah, like, so, so so yeah, yeah. Like I I just finished like platinuming The Last of Us Part One, and so like I've been playing that like m- most of my time recently, yeah. and so those controls are pretty ingrained in me. And oh, then I switched yes. to, to Resident Evil Four Remake, and I am a dog shit at this game. I had to crank the aim assist up. Like b- b- I keep just fucking up. I go to like run and he just pulls a knife out and i'm like they're coming at me yeah yeah and and then i go i go to reload and he just slashes and it's like the the buttons dog yeah exact same thing happened to me because i had been really only playing like god of war for ages and then michaela and i just started the last of us part two after the show finished and -hmm. like every time i go to try to like melee something it's like I don't even remember what happens, but the controls are so opposite and I like yeah. took ages to get used to it. It, it. It's funny because when I started like replaying the last of Us part one recently, I remapped a bunch of the controls because I was like these buttons fucking suck. I need to make this more like a normal game. And as I was playing, I was like, 
my controls fucking suck. I need to put this back. <laughs> so I just reset them to the default controls, and now I'm I'm ruined. That'll do it. Damn. Yeah, but so the reason I brought it up is he was talking about aim assist. I'm like, back in my day, we had to play on the C stick. No aim assist. <laughs> All right. And that stick was god awful. Yeah, that was terrible. Like it was good for like it was. I feel like it was designed for Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Was, like that was it. So. Does it have? Does it have? Or have you played? Have you tried? Uh, like a lot of PS5 games are starting to include like motion aiming, and I feel like oh. when games do it well, and I don't remember if the Last of Us Part One had it or not. Um, but when games it. do it well, it's fucking fantastic. And I'll, Last of Us Part Two definitely. Last of Us Part Two definitely does because that's how I've turned it on now for our current playthrough. But like, it's so much easier than using the stick at all. Like when when I have been playing like when i've been playing god of war lately like when you're when you're at atreus and you're using like the bow and arrow like i'm not touching the right stick at all you just like like l2 to like draw your bowstring and then you just tilt your controller like oh that sounds um, cool i'm, I'm gonna yeah, have to look it, for that and it's so much more precise um but definitely like look for it even like my, like i have suggested to michaela because she really struggles with like the stick aiming um and it's just like you know like constantly like just past the head and now just past the other way in um so that like putting it putting it with using the like accelerometer and the controllers makes a huge difference this is a totally not related to that thing but but specific settings in the last of us it made me think of this did does the last of us part two on ps5 have the like vibration in the controller for people talking option vibration in the controller for people talking yeah i it might just be in part one i don't know but it's a thing i i always go through the settings see what neat things i can turn on yeah i mean they have like they have like world class like they have the best accessibility settings yeah yeah so i'm sure it would be there had this option where like with the dualsense controller with the haptic feedback it the controller like vibrates with people's speech Mm. and it like you can feel the difference in tone Okay, it, Last of Us Part Two probably doesn't then because it's just a there's no oh, like PS Five specific version. Yeah. There's just a sixty frames patch for PS Five yeah, players. Yeah, that, that makes so, sense. You yeah. know, what? that reminds me that blew my uh, uh, blew my mind when Mario Party Ten came out on the Switch, and the HD rumble oh, would yeah. would rumble, but make it, but it would rumble like a speaker. And like, like when it was your like round start, you would hear like sounds coming out of the Joy-Con that, that tripped me out. And I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was like, that's brilliant. That's Nintendo, that's Nintendo amazingness. And it's, it's, it's awesome. And I was playing it with a group of people and nobody seemed to be like like, (laughs) impressed with it as I was. was That's how I've been with this speech vibration thing i've made everyone hold this controller and and i'm just like feel it feel how cool it is feel how you can you can feel how joel's voice is different from sarah's isn't that cool (laughs) and everyone's like i don't know i guess like i'm always like this is the biggest this is like the biggest leap in this generation of gaming is this controller and they're like cool yeah Uh, dude i I don't get it like what what sparks joy with with people that aren't like wow that's that's cool technology that's like that's dope like i don't know how how are you sports uh i don't know sports teams i mean i I don't want to like marginalize people that are into like professional sports but fuck i'll marginalize them 
Yeah, like what? What do you get excited when there's uh, like new like on field graphics? No, they probably don't. They probably don't even like like <laughs> like that yellow line on uh, football was like a million dollar patent, and like like nobody cares. Nobody nope. cares. And like the technology, like I'm not even into football, but the technology behind that is exciting. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Like, why doesn't everyone it? just like the things that I like and value the <laughs> things that I value? Well, like, what do you like? What are you into? Me? No, I'm into just... <laughs> like I'm, I'm in a pinball. <laughs> Depends on the week, you know. You're you're also into retro handhelds. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you want to talk more about Resident Evil, Logan? Um, we no, I'm jump. I'm only I'm only like an okay. hour or so in. Okay, so I, are you enjoying it so far though? Oh yeah, it's really cool. It's yeah, yeah. like. Like I said, I played it the original Resident Evil 4 for the first time like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I finished it, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh I know I know the, the are, you, story. are you gonna get a PSVR two and play the VR I, version when it drops? I do. I really want to. I, yeah. I plan to. It's just when I have four hundred dollars yeah. to fucking drop yeah. on that. But it'll it's it's apparently selling really terribly, so it'll probably be on clearance soon. So. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I'm counting on. But no, <laughs> but no, yeah. Like I I remember like the original Resident Evil Four playing it as an adult. It's like this is fun. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of spooky. I guess I don't know. Yeah, the remake is legitimately like tense and scary oh, and nice. considerably harder than I remember the mm-hmm. original being. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, I played it in like I played it on the Quest Two um, when it dropped on that, and that was like that made me like when they announced it for PSVR Two, I was like, oh, that'd be so good because obviously like like it was amazing on the Quest Two and probably one of the best games there, but obviously it looks basically like a PS Two game at that point. Yeah. Um. So to to be able to play it with like modern graphics at all would be like so intense. No, no, no yeah. Like like Res- Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Eight are like the biggest selling points yeah. for PSVR yeah. 2 for me. Being able to play it sure. in VR sounds so fucking cool. And in, like Resident Evil 7 on the PlayStation VR, like... I played a little bit of that, and that yeah. was one of the scariest fucking things <laughs> I couldn't of finish my it life. until I decided to give up on the VR aspect, because <laughs> I could don't, like I could only play I, it in like 20-minute chunks. I gave up at the point where you beat the, the mom, and I just mm-hmm. happened to look down the hole just in time <laughs> to see a long-ass arm come out and grab the lantern and pull it back. I was like, that's enough for me. <laughs> that's enough for me forever um yeah so uh <clears throat> retro handheld wise something i didn't know that i'd ever be into but i was sitting in the airport waiting to come back from los angeles on monday uh and you know i'm just browsing reddit or something and i'm just like browsing all and and there's like a post someone's like oh my old game boy color like next to my new like emulator or something and i just tap on it and it's this picture of a game Boy color and then it's like a picture of this handheld that looks like a game boy like is it the is it the 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 pocket uh, what analog pocket analog pocket yes it's not the analog pocket no no it's like a the analog pocket is very very neat it's also very expensive because it's like the only one that does like emulate the emulation on like a hardware level or something yeah yeah um and so anyways so i started like I'm like, I, I've got a while until my plane. So I started watching these like YouTube videos and then I downloaded a bunch of YouTube videos like comparing retro handhelds because I'm like, what the heck is this? I've never looked at these things before. Um, and so the whole plane ride home, I'm just like watching these like comparison videos on something that I didn't realize existed like three hours before. Um, Dude, there's some really cool handhelds out there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so... I, I, I know I have a, I have, I have the fucking... Um, I have the Retroid Pocket 2. 
Yeah, oh, which looks pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, the one I have is pretty outdated. There's like right. the retro the, pocket. There's three. like a three, three plus, which yeah, is the current one. Now. Yeah, yeah. But even that one, like, I was super satisfied with it. like the fact I could play like Nintendo sixty four and stuff on it. And, like, right, six sixty four right. is like traditionally really hard to get to run. Ex- totally. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I kind of just started like looking into it, and then uh, ended up ordering the one that I saw in that post on Amazon. Uh, uh, Amazon US, and then I picked it up. I went to the states yesterday to do some grocery shopping, and and so I picked it up. Uh, What'd from you the border. Wait, you went to um, the United States to go grocery shopping? Yeah, there's like we Damn, don't have like Canada Trader Joe's. Suck. We don't have like Trader Joe's or anything, and Costco and stuff is much better in the states. And so I'm like a half an hour from the border. So sometimes we just drive down to to do some shopping. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I bought. Obviously, you won't see this on audio, but I bought this guy. Um, oh yeah i recognize that one yeah yeah so it's called the ann burnick uh, rg35xx and it is a yeah rolls off the tongue <laughs> yeah. I, I i actually had one of so i had got the the Ambernick like rg3 350 i think and it it, it had like the, the same sort of form factor as the rocket right. too is it the one with the analog sticks yeah as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah i um, got that but then the retrowood pocket 2 came out so i sold yeah. that to get the retrowood pocket yeah too. yeah but I, um, I like that one too. It was also really it's cool. it's such like a cool look and like size. I feel like and so I just got it. I picked it up yesterday. So I spent yesterday like, um, or I I took some time in the last few days like prepping like with the ROMs that I wanted and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like figuring out like what games am I gonna play and and the answer is probably like I'll probably use it for a week and then never touch it again. But this week it's very very cool. Uh, yeah, that, that's me. Um, and it, I just couldn't believe when I started looking at them like this thing like. If you are willing to like wait for it on Alex, like from AliExpress, you can get it for like fifty bucks, like mm-hmm. fifty US dollars for this thing that can play like up t- up to and including like PS One games. Um, and so I like I I don't I don't even know what like I spent most of this morning um, playing uh, uh, Card Fighters Clash from the Neo Geo Pocket um, Color, which was like one of my favorite games as like a little kid, and it feels like it still still holds up. Um, and it's got like, oh yeah, it's like on right now, actually. I accidentally turned it on. Um, but it's super cool. Um, the, there's like, I guess all of these things, gener- like they're all these, like they're all these Linux based handhelds with different like processors and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the, uh, firmware that they come with is generally like awful. Um, yeah. and so some of the, and somehow they ship them with like tons of ROMs and stuff as well. I don't know how they, uh, get away with that. It's um, called illegal <laughs> it is called <laughs> illegal it is called illegal um but the um like like custom for this i think this one just came out a few months ago maybe a little bit longer but there's already like a pretty like this one dude that makes this like custom firmware and it's like pretty full featured already and it's like very very fast and it's neat in that like if you're playing you just tap the power button it shuts down um but when you start it back up if you're in it if you were in a game it'll start right back up where you were and it can like there's like a recents menu that just has like a screenshot and an instant like save state from the last like 10 games you were in like it's very simple and and easy to use and and um very very portable i think is is cool like this morning i was kind of i was like laying down because i (laughs) um i like slept terribly and so i i got up and then i was like laying on the couch and you can for like slow games like rpgs like this card fighters clash and stuff 
um you can you could it's small enough that you can like play it one-handed which is kind of neat because i was like laying down on my shoulder mm. and I, just, I was holding it with my other hand and and um i don't know it's just like a neat neat thing and i can't believe it just floored me that like this thing that's like 50 us dollars can play like up through ps1 <laughs> ps1 mm-hmm. games including like every ps1 game um i i i, I do have to say though uh I, since I've used a, a few of these, my favorite yeah. thing I, I actually got was a. Uh, I mean, people listening can't see it, but it's a. Uh, it's called a, like it's called a GameSir like X two. I think it's ba- it, When I got this, the like the like backbone controller that like Sony sure, yeah, has yeah. for the PlayStation, there 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 wasn't like a Android version of that. So right. this was like the ba- best back, alternative. Backbone, backbone. What is this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like the. It, it's basically it looks a little same. bit nicer than like the. Ra- there's like the Razer Kishi. Um, yeah, it's basically the and, same thing. It, it's it's yeah, just yeah. like a controller attachment for your phone, and like I that's been my favorite way of doing stuff like that because like my phone is just more powerful than yeah m- most I, of these handhelds. Yeah, and and I can also use this for like for the like uh PlayStation like cloud for remote play and stuff. Yeah, 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 the remote play stuff. Yeah, I I feel like I I. I really like the idea of this, which is same the same reason I kind of got into like using a Kindle is like I always have the idea that I'm going to do things on my phone, but then I get mm-hmm. distracted instantly yeah. by all of the things that are on my phone. And so using this like less capable device that's like very dedicated, like means I'm more likely to actually um, persist through the thing that I'm trying to do. Can, can you identify the game? Is that, is that like, cr- what was it? Croc? Gex or something? Gex. Wrong. Is that that like Croc? Yeah, it's like is it Croc, Croc sixty four or whatever the hell it is. Croc, the Legend of the Gobos. Yeah, that yeah. kind of looks like kind of looks like Gex. It does uh, kind of Ge- look like Gex. Gex Enter 3D. the Gecko. Yeah. Why is it running so slow? Um. Yeah. Uh. Tell you what, real talk. Uh. If you want to get into emulators, get a fucking Steam Deck. <laughs> I, I mean. The Steam Deck seems quite expensive and less portable. Didn't Steam like just release a whole bunch of emulators like officially somehow for the Steam Deck? Isn't Uh, that a thing that just happened? uh, That's not ringing any bells, but um, I'm 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 pretty sure I've I've seen like people like tweeting and shit about how like how like how like how like Xbox is cracking down on like people doing that on Xboxes, and then like at the same time Steam is encouraging people to do it. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Steam is pretty, or Valve is pretty like, like, Hey, here's the Steam deck, like fucking fuck with it and break it. Um, like get on, get under the hood and, uh, mess with it. So I wouldn't be surprised you can get a lot of like retro games from the Steam marketplace. Yeah. Right. So I just like yeah. this one looks like an old Game Boy, so it's cool. It's got shoulder buttons on the back too, and yeah, to the back, but which obviously will help with PS One games. Comes in like the classic Game Boy Gray. You can also get it in like a translucent purple, which was obviously the like super popular Game Boy Color color. Um, and then there's you like mean the atomic white purple as well? Yeah, get atomic your shit purple. together. Apologies, you apologies. I mean, like, they call it they, this <laughs> with this one. It's just called translucent purple. Uh, charges with USB C, which is great. It's got how like many, a mini... how many shoulder buttons does do does your your handheld have? Does this thing four? Four, Logan. How many yeah. does your yours have? Um, four. Uh, mine's got eight. I got. It sounds like too many. Eight four. 
Yeah, and I got these these buttons right there. You know what? I've ne I have these like ring finger and middle finger paddles on the Steam Deck. I've never used them for anything. <laughs> I think I think the Aperture like science demo that comes mm. with it is the only thing I've ever used it for, but I mean, the only thing I can imagine buttons like that for is like Call of Duty when I'm trying to be really sweaty at a first-person shooter. I mean, that's why I got the PlayStation DualSense Edge controller. And he does paddles. How, how is that, by the way? I really like it. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah, it's like a $200 controller, but Oof. I really like it. I I mean, before this, I had like the like extreme rate like PS4 controller mod kit that added some back buttons. And that, that was great. It was a al good alternative to a scuff controller. It was way cheaper. But this being official, it has that nice build quality. And, I mean, it, it has the, like, sticks that I can swap out and stuff, too. It's super oh, nice. cool. I, I, I recommend it if anyone's super into being sweaty in Call of Duty. My my new, um, like, like, personal rule is if I have to buy any kind of consumer electronics, buy a Sony product. Because, yeah. like... I feel like Sony just kicks. Like, if I ever get a new smartphone, it's going to be an Xperia, like quality through the roof. And like, when I eventually get a new TV, it's going to be a Sony. Um, I think they really kick it out of the park with their the build quality on stuff. Yeah. And on that note, have you guys heard that the the, the new rumored uh, pl PlayStation handheld? A little bit. It sounds stupid. It's, yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> like like it went very poorly the last time and if this one's just like remote the, play focused and you need a ps5 like literally yeah, you can get a razor kishi for like 50 bucks yeah. or the backbone or, or or this thing i bought for like yeah 60 bucks or something yeah exactly and all of those will like do the exact same, same thing. thing yeah or you can get but a also, steam yeah. you can get a steam deck and and, and do, do way more with it yeah yeah, yeah. do remote yeah. play on that so yeah like uh -huh. I it's, it's like I like the idea of a new Sony handheld because I didn't have a Vita, but I always thought the Vita was super cool. Uh, but this it wasn't. Handheld don't worry seems, about it. You didn't miss anything. I hear you can do a, a lot of cool things with it if you use it illegally. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very easy to yeah. mod. Yeah, yeah. Like but, the but yeah, only thing that, sucks. The, the only thing that I ever um uh the only thing that I ever like wanted to get a, a, a Vita four was playing criminal girls, which is a, a borderline illegal video game. Yeah. Yes, it is. That tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I do have to say like, I, I, I was reading that article about the new, um, uh, P PlayStation handheld where, uh, but they said it was, uh, first, the story was first broke by inside gamings. Um, and I, I had never heard of, uh, in or no insider gaming, never heard of them. Uh, and so I really, searched, they're, they're, never, they've been around for a minute, never heard of them. And I just searched them and I got this fucking article from the Federalist Inside Gaming's latest revolt against the social justice left. <laughs> and it just has a fucking photo of that piece of shit from the quartering. I'm like, man, why is the Federalist talking about video games? What the fuck? God damn it. Yep. <laughs> so I started playing Counter-Strike Go Global Offensive again. Haven't played it in years. But that's the turn-based strategy one, right? Yeah, haven't played yeah, it in on, on your phone. Yeah. yeah. Haven't played it in years. I'm talking years like 28 like 
since before Valorant came out. And I just forgot everything. Like, all my skill is out the window. Just gone. Just gone. And um, so I, uh, that's going to be my new jam is getting good at that again for when Counter-Strike 2 comes out this summer. Mm. And then y'all are just never going to see me ever again. Like, bye. <laughs> Fucking Are bye. you playing it on the Steam Deck with Steam Deck controls? Or are you playing it for, like, for real? What the fuck did you just say to me? No. I Like, if you could get good on the Steam Deck controls, you're probably going to be really good when you move, you know, you move back to mouse and keyboard. So, like, maybe you should handicap yourself with the... I don't think that's how the, that works. No. It probably is how it works. No. No. Okay. I, okay. Like... <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, I, I'm gonna be- uh, wear a bunch of like weighted clothing and practice my flick shots and then when like the like the tournaments come up I'm gonna like, fucking pull Goku and mm. take my wrist wrist rest off maybe no, maybe you- the steam deck version has motion aiming and uh you know no it's basically a mouse that can't keyboard. be easier than just using a, a mouse no god no god no <laughs> um like I, I could never get into motion aiming on like Splatoon like it just didn't. Oh no! The the it's way better. Like the current stuff is like way better than it was on Splatoon. I, I, my brain just kept wanting to like operate it like a mouse, and it, I just couldn't. I I could not get my monkey brain to get into gear and work on that. So, but yeah, uh, Counter Strike Two coming out this summer. I'm gonna play it. Uh, you know what, D- Derek? You're gonna get it and you're gonna play it with me. Because you have a gaming PC now. I mean, it's an old PC, and it's like over there. Yeah, just got a long me. HDMI cable and wireless mouse and keyboard. <sighs> yeah. What if I what what if what if you got a new graphics card and put it in there? I mean, the graphics card's probably fine. It's like a 1660 Ti or something. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So my girlfriend has in her computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just get you a 50 foot long HDMI cable like I have, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to figure out like what because the the pinball software is very specific about displays and like what's connected to it. And so like, just the, get another hard drive and fucking install but the Linux display, on it. <laughs> the display would still exist when I boot into the pinball OS, though. Just unplug it. Pinball yeah, it seems like OS. a lot of work to do every time. <laughs> what do you mean? Just go over to your monitor and go. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know. Sounds like then you're you gotta up like. With, like stupid excuses not to play video games with your friends i mean i have been talking about how i've been like struggling to play games lately so like even games i want to play so like a game i don't care about not that i wouldn't care about playing it with a friend but like i feel uh adverse to committing to anything when i've been like struggling to play stuff that i have really looked forward to yeah likewise uh i'm depressed again so i'm gonna go back to therapy (laughs) yeah therapy tight yeah, shots out therapy. Uh, speaking of therapy, what do you say we wrap it up, boys? This is going to be a fucking nightmare to edit. <laughs> Whatever this computer is, Derek, it works great. This is this is an old one from work, so well, it's yeah. great. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like that was so stupid. Yeah. Um, it like, reminded like, me of that time I tried to wire the surround sound into my pinball, and I hated my life. Yeah, let's unpack that. Uh, as always, you can find more of us on Dynamic Resolution Show on Instagram. You can find Logan, MMRY.CRD, on Instagram and by Logan on Instagram. 
Uh, and is that uh, like by Logan? Like like it's by like, him or like yeah. see you later? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like B Y L L O G A N because my name is okay. two L's. I guess yeah, that yeah. that's important to specify. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. Tell your enemies about the show. Get your parents' phone and subscribe to Dynamic Resolution. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify or anything that gives a rating, give us a rating. Give us five stars. That's super dope. We appreciate it. And on that illustrious send-off, we'll see you guys back here in a fortnight, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.